everybody. Welcome to Row 60 at Georgia Football Podcast. My name is Clark Gaines. Joining me today, as always, Adam Thornton. And this is show number 74. Welcome back. It's been a while. A rusty boom right there yeah. for me, Clark. That kinda, I don't know. That kind of old vocal nodules right there were kind of a little bit rusty. You had to kick the dust off the old boom there. It's been a while. Been yeah. a while, Clark, man. Adam, you wow. sound like you could use a throat lozenge. I do sound, I, I do sound <laughs> like I could use a throat lozenge, don't I, Clark? That's exactly right. Your favorite uh, word right there, isn't it? I hate that word so oh, much. Oh, man. Golly, it's good to be back in the saddle, man. It good sure to be is. back in the saddle. Just these long, dreary February days, man. This, this is kind of a pit-me-up right here right mm-hmm. i mean both you and i have been just wide open yeah wide open and uh have not had time to sit down and record we keep talking about like god oh, we got to pump an episode out with it not only because we want to uh, for you know give it to the people to listen to uh because i imagine you know most diehard georgia fans like me and you right now clark you know enjoying family time work just the the daily grind you know but uh it needs something just kind of look forward to to uh to september and yeah. labor day weekend clark right and um what, what you're saying is this podcast is just as much for us as it is for the people what, listening. That's the roundabout way where I'm yep. getting to is for me and you to get together and ramble, man, and and uh, and, and and feel like it's football season mm. again. So uh, that's why I love being able to do these in the off season, even though you know it's not the the a game that we're looking forward to in about three days or something when yeah. we usually record or five days or whatever, you know, Sunday night before a, a big football week. But, hey, you know, we're going to take what we got right now. We're going to look forward to it. We're not going to wish our lives away, but we're going to be excited about what's coming uh, coming up this fall, man. And just another year of getting excited about a very good Georgia football team that will yeah. come up. Yeah. So. And just a fun season overall. I mean, man, I look back on this 2023 season, and we're going to reminisce here in just a little bit. Uh, but man, you know, it's kind of a weird season. I got to be honest. And I think it's, it has a lot to do with Georgia not being in the playoff. Right. Man, you look forward to this season though. Good gracious. I mean, just a lot of excitement, a lot of buildup to it. Uh, I think a lot of buildup that's happened well before now, well before January, even before the national championship and the playoffs. I think this, this has been building up for quite some time, uh, this 2024 season. I'm really looking forward to it. But, uh, before we really dive into, to what that's going to look like. Let's go back, and yes. we've got some old news to talk about here. A lot of stuff's happened since we last put on the headset. It yeah, a lot of monumental, like, earth-shattering kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan, national champions. Really? Who'd they play? <laughs> yeah. Who'd they play? Oh, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> how anticlimactic, I know. I don't, Has I don't there know. been a least respectful national champion? Like, least respected? respected? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, mm. I mean, I, I'll give them their due. They look good and physical on the lines in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. That was a good game, and they beat Alabama. And it was something we couldn't do. So they earned it. They sure. earned it, Clark. But, uh, golly, did you not just feel watching that game against Washington? Like, we could have beat either one of those teams. Yeah, and I guess that's how Ohio State felt last year. Not against Georgia. Not saying that about Georgia, but about right. TCU. About, and I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just know, football, man. It's just football any given day, and, and that's why each game matters, and the SEC championship matters. And, uh, you know, I mean, we, we talked about that. No need to revisit that. So, But Michigan winning, it's just weird. I never thought Harbaugh would win one there, so he wins it and bolts, and I feel like Michigan will kind of go back to, I don't know, 9-3 and three type yeah. seasons now. Looks like Ohio State is uh, – Going all chips in on Ryan Day, Clark, and with the whole Caleb Downs situation, which we didn't. But I was very bitter during that whole escapade and just thinking he was coming to Georgia and not. But, you know, Ohio State racking up in the portal, getting the Judkins kid from uh, from Ole Miss. It almost seems like the big money guys up there in Columbus, Ohio, Clark, like, hey, Ryan Day, we're giving you all the pieces that you need right now. Yeah. It, it, it's do or die. 
Yeah. Let's do or die now. I mean, he doesn't have to face Jim Harbaugh this upcoming year. As right. you alluded to, Jim well, Harbaugh's off to the Chargers. That's that right. right. He's off to the Chargers, but she, Ryan Day lost to uh, the current head coach for Michigan. When true. he was the intermaster yeah. on Moore, whatever his yeah. name is. I mean, so, you know, he's already behind the eight ball against the new Michigan head coach. <laughs> so, he's not, I mean, yeah. he's not, I mean, Sharon Moore is entering his first season as the official head coach, but already is 1-0 against Ryan Day. That's bad. It was oh, wild, man. but but uh, yeah, Michigan won it, man. I mean, yeah, they they uh, I, I mean, I, they were a good football team, but uh, it, it was weird watching. I was bitter the whole time watching it, and it's been weird after the past two years just living in a fantasy, you know, celebrating up until now the uh, Georgia football uh, national championship. Because Clark, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, man, the past two years, my birthday's in February, February seventeenth. Yeah. Um, my wife has gotten me. National championship memorabilia both years. Oh. So this year, I'm just like, just don't, just don't get me any. <laughs> yeah, say, it might give it. Save know. up for next. That's year. right. That's right. Because there ain't none this year. But hey, no, it was still, a, it was still a fun season. But um, yeah. but yeah, going back to that, Clark. Really, I have nothing to say about Michigan being national champions. They're they're gutted now. It's old right. news. Whatever. You know, it does feel weird. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody really seems to care. And I think I have a couple of theories on why that may be. Um, first of all, Harbaugh left. Like. Two weeks after they won. Yeah. I want you to think about this. All right, it's 2021. Georgia wins its first national championship in 40-something years. Kirby Smart's the man to do it. Two weeks later, he just hangs it up, or he just goes on to an NFL job. Oh. How anticlimactic is that? Oh, man, it would you know? just it, it'd be a gut punch, man. Yeah. It'd be a gut punch because you'd be thankful that you got to experience it, right, Clark? Right. But – then, you know, with everybody, what it's looking like now. And then, I mean, Harbaugh just took the whole staff. So, it'd be like Kirby taking Schumann or Lanning or whoever would be at the time with him to the NFL and, you know, and and just gut the staff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it would be tough. Thankfully, we weren't in that boat. And hopefully, we got a few more years of Kirby left. And it just seems like, man, I could be wrong on this and eat crow. But it seems like when, when Kirby is done, he will be done in Athens. And he'll just, he'll just you know, retire. It won't yeah. be going to another opportunity. I don't see him being an NFL guy. I know a lot of people wanted to put the rumor mill of NFL head coaching vacancies, Kirby Smart's name to it, but I just don't ever see him being an NFL guy. I don't think what makes Kirby great will translate into a great NFL head coach, much like his mentor, Saban. Yeah. But what makes him great is a legendary Hall of Fame college football coach, and that's mm-hmm. the, the trajectory he has. So, oh, yeah. Um, well on his way, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, so going back to Michigan right quick, definitely Harbaugh leaving. That overshadows their their championship. But also right. the fact that Nick Saban retired. How monumental is this? And, Adam, we talked about this in the regular season and jokingly said, ah, well, maybe the only way if Georgia is ever just going to consistently beat Alabama is when Nick Saban retires. And, yeah, well, here we are. Well, I mean, uh, I kind of thought maybe if he won the national championship, he'd go out on top. You know, but I thought after the Roosevelt, like, there ain't no way he's going to lose like that, and that'd be his last game mm-hmm. uh, co- coaching the Crimson Tide. But um, you know, I mean, it, it was a, it was kind of a shock to be honest yeah. with you, because I thought maybe there was a chance after they beat us in the SEC championship. I thought, oh, they're going to cruise the national championship probably, and that, that, that's it. That's going to be it. You know, and and that was kind of a little bit to help the pill, the hard pill to swallow of losing that game in Atlanta would mm-hmm. be like, well, Saban's probably going to go on and win a national championship, and that might be it. But then you lose the Rose Bowl, and I'm like, there is no way. He's coming back. He's coming back. And you hear he's uh, Kevin Steele retires like a few days before him, yeah. which is just crazy. And then uh, he's, he's interviewing defense coordinators, and all of a sudden, boom, uh, I just broke. And I, I watched Feinbaum that day. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And uh, I love it. Yeah, I do too. 
I love I, it. But I got to be honest. I got to be honest. I, I hate I hate being honest sometimes, especially when it refers yep. to something uh, something like Nick Saban. Yeah. But I like Nick Saban. I got to be honest with you. Yes. I didn't like him when he beat us. Yes, yes. Now you, <laughs> of course. But, man, I have a lot of respect for him. And when I think of college football, Adam, I think of, you know, from 2004 when he started his, his tenure at LSU, correct? He started in 01 or 2000, 2000 maybe, because he won an SEC championship in 01. But that's he really got him on the map. He upset Tennessee in the SEC championship in 01 at right. LSU. I, don't, I think that was his second year maybe at LSU or first. I don't know. But really got on the map when he won the 03 national championship yeah. at LSU. Yeah. Yes. yes. I mean, I, th- I think of – when I think of college football, generally my mind goes to about the 2004 season to about the 2012. To right. me, that's pinnacle. That's peak. I mean, it might be a few years man. off. A few years off for everyone else. But, man, in that, though, in those seasons, it was Nick Saban. I mean, it was a lot of Nick Saban winning a lot of games. That's right. um, You know, I think it's it's very fitting, the timing of all this. That's right. Because college football, regardless of whether Nick Saban was going to stay this year, is changing drastically this this upcoming season. I mean, it's incredible the amount of change that's happening. And I think it's it's just good timing for him to hang it up. I mean, it's only going to get – even more difficult to start yes. winning championships, especially consistently. Yes. What so, else do you uh, have to prove? Yeah, uh, you know, really. I mean, this might have been arguably his best coaching job. We're not an Alabama podcast by any means. But, I mean, to, to be a knowledgeable football guy, you have to respect what he has done there. Yeah. And you really have to respect what he did this year in Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. too. And uh, um, I, I think, too, what I respect a lot about it, Clark, is two things. Um, first off, I don't know when his mind was made up obviously, but I don't think it was a spur-of-the-moment thing. But for him not to announce a couple of days after the Rose Bowl, like in between the national championship and the Rose Bowl right there, instead he's, he waited a few days after Michigan won the national championship. And I feel like he – I really do kind of think he felt like it would take away spotlight of Washington and Michigan in the national championship, and that would just dominate all the college football shows going on, mm. you know, pregame national championship yeah. shows about Saban retiring. Yeah. And he waited a few days after Michigan won it, and then he announced it. I mean, it's classy. I, and there are going to be some Georgia fans that hear that and think, gosh, Clark, wow. Really? No, but it, Saban it, it, classy? It but, I mean, it really is. It is. And uh, also, man, too, he didn't go on a farewell tour, say, hey, this, mm-hmm. is my ne- this is my last year coaching. And, you know, where you have all the banner, like, uh, another coach, and I respect the heck out of Mike Krzyzewski and Duke, mm-hmm. but he went on a farewell tour, and it was all this honoring before the game, all yeah. this stuff, Coach K's farewell tour, and uh, it ended in a Final Four loss to his arch rival, North Carolina. His career did, but Saban just kind of, you know, didn't make it about him at all. It was just kind of, there's it's the end, and it's a new era in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Didn't have it, you know, draw it out to be honored. Still coaching at Alabama. Yeah. Have all that fanfare festivity. So I think those are two things that stuck out to me mm-hmm. in the sense of, wow, you know, that, that's a class act. That's yeah. a class act, and you, you got to tip your hat to him. For sure, that. for sure. And it, it does stink. Uh, he got the last laugh against Kirby. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I mean, at least Kirby beat the man. That's I will what, say that. That's what we said. When me and you yeah. talked right when the news broke and said, man, can you – Imagine how hard it would be to, you know, if we didn't ever beat Nick Saban with Kirby Smith. That'd be terrible. It would have been awful. It would have been awful. But you have that night in in uh, in Indianapolis where the stars aligned and it happened, man. And um, you know, I mean, yeah, you could argue there definitely should have been more wins against them, but they were all great games, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was just two juggernauts against each other, and um. 
yeah, and I think there's going to be something now going forward where, I mean, Kirby Smart's the undisputed man in the SEC. Yeah. And Georgia is the undisputed, you know, program in the SEC. And even the new SEC, you got Texas, you know, coming in there and some other, other you know, promising programs. But there, there's no doubt that Kirby Smart will be the king mm. in the Southeastern Conference now, undisputed. You could argue of college football. Oh, yeah. easily. Oh, 100%, <laughs> man. Yeah, absolutely you know, college football. That's exactly right. Who are the coaches right now with active the, – the college football coaches, I should say, with active national championships? Matt Brown, who is 106 years old, <laughs> and he won one in the Stone Age yep. back in the BCS area, right. you know, the Rose Bowl of Texas. And then Sweeney, of course, Dabo. Mm. He, uh, he, with his generational quarterbacks, he won it. And his uh, um, Osterin, is that how you call it? Osterin use? PhD use, you know, that the the linemen used over there in Clemson? I have no idea oh, what you're yeah. talking about. Oh, yeah, the program's faltered since. You, you know, they came out with the drug scandal that was going on what? in the hills. When was this? Oh, yeah, man. This is like, you, you can pinpoint it to the, to the uh, decline of the Clemson program. Interesting. Like around 2020 or so. I mean, they still made the uh, playoffs that year, but – yeah, it was around then. Wait, or it was like steroid? Wait, what are yeah. you talking about? Osterine. Is that Osterine? how you? I have no O-S-T-A-R-I-N-E. idea. O s t a r i n e. That sounds That's right. A performance enhancing drug, Clark. Well, that didn't really help them. Uh, no, I, I mean, mean you're talking only, about the offensive yeah, line. I mean, they I were mean, the, uh, the defensive line. Oh, right, right, I don't okay, know all the players. Sense. All the players back in the back in the air, back in the 2015 to you know 19 Clemson run. Uh, oh, that was being those used. Okay, those were those PhDs teams, being used, and they got caught out on it, and it, they probably <laughs> cleaned it up a little bit. And you know now now they're back to you know being a mediocre football team. Still a good football team, and you know, but I'm not going to give them respect. I'm not period. either. Period. No. Period. I'll give Alabama respect, but I'm not giving Clemson That's any right. respect. That's just what we do on this <sighs> podcast. But yeah, Austria, I mean, the only place in sports where steroids or performance-enhancing drugs, Clark, should be accepted, baseball. Oh, yeah. Think about the Barry Bonds. That's, I was saying about that the other Giambi day. Era. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jose Canseco, Mark oh, McGuire, man. home runs, man. People just mm. going over 60 dingers a year. Like, that was the golden age. was the late 90s to early 2000s, Major League Baseball, when mm. everybody roided. Everybody, you know, and they, they, do, did we really think that they were just naturally just jacked guys? Like, when you, <laughs> like, you see Jose Canseco or Giambi in the batter's box, mm. man. And, uh, I mean, you know, but those, that was the golden age of baseball. To me, that was the golden age of Major League Baseball. Baseball was the mid nineties, uh, early two thousands, and you can pinpoint it. That's steroid era. So anyway, going off on yeah. that tangent, I just wanted to say that is the only place I think PhDs should be used or PEDs. PED. I said yeah. PhDs. PhDs. I was like, I wait, what? The PhDs. PhDs. That, that's your doctorate degree. No, that is. No, that's like the. Degree. That's what you get at the end of your. That's name. right. Uh, Adam Thornton, <laughs> comma PhD. Doctor Adam Thornton, comma PhD. Period. Period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you Not have? P. Period. H. Period. D. Period. What would your doctorate be in, Adam? Georgia football history. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like you know, documentary. You know, and it, it says Adam. You know, Doctor okay. Adam Thornton, comma P. Period. H. Period. D. Period. And then underneath it, italicized Georgia football historian. Ooh. So what would you write your dissertation? Bottle glasses. Okay. What would your dissertation be about? Like, what would you research? You know what a dissertation is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my like my primary focus, right? Like what I specialize in. Yes, yes. It's like the paper you write to make you a doctor. Correct. Got to get. You have to have some research involved. Right. So so what would your uh, dissertation be? It would probably be about. um, I I would think I would do the uh, do the, the the early eighties. Okay. 
Herschel air. All right. You know, go back. I wasn't alive then. But, you know, that, that would be, and then, you know, that's what people do. I mean, you don't really research, I guess, as a historian much of stuff that's happening current day. I mean, even though this is the greatest ruin right now, it would be going back like before. Interesting. Before, you know, like when you get archaeologists, they go back into the Croatian period. Right. Research, <laughs> research the dinosaurs, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that would kind of be what I would be doing is okay. going back to before my time. Interesting. To do. So, anyway, what would your PhD be in, Clark? That is an excellent question. I have no idea, honestly. You put me on the spot with that. Actually, dinosaur, something in dinosaurs. What is that called? An archaeologist, right? Well, archaeologists, they study bones, uh, bones right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's a the study um, of dinosaurs. Oh, that guy that's on that TV show my, wa- uh, my wife watches all the time. Your wife. Paleontology. Watches. Paleontology. Oh, it's ancient life. What is the guy on uh, Friends? Friends. My I wife watches know. that show. There's one of them that studies dinosaurs on there. Oh, uh, the big tall guy with black hair? Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of his name. I, everybody's shouting it in the car right now. Ross. Ross. That's it. He's a paleontologist. It? He's a paleontologist, right? Yeah, 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 him. That guy. That yeah, guy. that guy, that 100%. guy. All right, all right, all right. We're good now. <laughs> this went from ninety. This went from Clemson to, to paleontology. Osterine to steroids to Jason Giambi and Mark McGuire <laughs> to PhDs to friends to dinosaurs that's what we just we've, yeah. we've oh yeah i love it oh good stuff we've needed this we've needed to just you know, ramble about whatever comes to mind yeah you know? yeah speaking of dinosaurs clemson football i mean they, they're they're in kind of the the uh dino ages if you will yeah because they have not won a national championship historic. since 2018 <laughs> i mean why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, i love it all the clemson hate is ramping up baby that's right man I, I, I forget that we get to play them uh, August, in August, too. Yeah, That's a great August, thing. You know, it's going to be great. I cannot wait. It's, oh, it's something that just really gets you just fired up about life. Mm. And I'm juiced about it, man. Um, I tell you what, and, and for people out there who are kind of either new to the show or don't understand, why does Clark and Adam just hate Clemson so much? We live closer to Clemson than Athens, honestly. Yep. And both Clark and I, we hate Clemson. Mm-hmm. hate them so that's just something that's always going to be been since the first episode of this show and always will be clemson hate yep. and geared up because we get to play them again this year oh man For don't you wish it were an annual rivalry oh, like it, it used be. to be it should be it should be it should be <laughs> but anyway cannot wait that's going to be the next eight months talking about that is going to be glorious it will be uh let's talk about uga players at the reese's senior bowl Clark, did you watch the reese's senior bowl I watched one highlight. Did one you? One singular highlight. Did uh, you? I, I think I was actually watching a basketball game at that same time, Georgia basketball. We'll get yeah, to that in yeah, just a yeah, second. Yeah. Oh, Hoop dogs, baby. Yeah. But uh, Marcus Roseman Jack Saint, boy, he uh, he mossed a guy. I mean, what a great catch. He had a big weekend. Lad, I think, improved his draft stock from what I'm, you know, what we're all hearing. What the experts tell you. Yeah. Mel Kuyper. Yeah. To show you. He, 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 <laughs> oh, he yeah. phoned you up, told you about <laughs> he it. Sure did. All right. Yep. All right. He was the first. All right. I was the first that he called. So, mm-hmm. uh, but no. I have heard some chatter about old MRJ getting some looks, man. I, I think it'd be a steal. I mean, he looks like a, a NFL wide receiver to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I like Mark Strosme. And, uh, you know, I think injuries really hindered him. In his time at Georgia, I mean, I remember, God, that 2020 game in the rain versus Florida when he, he I think he was getting close to scoring. Or maybe he did yeah, score. Yeah, he was number 82 he back then. He snapped his ACL snapped, or yeah, something. Yeah, broke, broke a leg or ankle or something, I think. Something like that. Yeah. But, um, man, I, I you know, 
he's really he really showed out last year. I think he made some great catches. I think mm-hmm. back to the Ole Miss game, he had a big show in there. So yeah, I like old Marcus Roseman Jackson. I, I wish him well. I think he's going to do great. And yes, Lad man, um, I think from he's not your quote unquote prototypical NFL wide receiver. Uh, he's kind of no. like a Thielen guy, but. Man, I'm telling you, somebody like a Wes Welker, a Wes Welker, yep, Julian Edelman, yep. All those guys have one thing in common. Yeah, yep, yep. They're really good at football. That's right. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they are. But I, and this leads to my next question, Clark. Does it hurt Lad McConkey's draft status that Bill Belichick is not the head coach of an <laughs> NFL franchise this upcoming draft? It, it could be, but maybe a little bit. Potentially, a little bit. Okay. But man, you look at his speed. <laughs> you look at his footwork, man. He blocks on the perimeter. Lad runs really crisp, clean routes. Lunch pail kind of guy. Lunch pail kind of guy. Hard hat, lunch pail yep. kind of guy. Yep. Yeah. I love old Lad McConkey, man. I think I think if you were to ask me in 10 years, who's my favorite dog? Okay. Lad's up there in top three, at least. Yeah, yeah 100%. For, for me. I, I agree, too. I agree. Too. I mean, you think about the big catches he had, man, Yeah. Uh, throughout his time at Georgia and uh, kind of the expectation of him coming in, a guy that uh, – Wanted to go to Tennessee. Grew up a Tennessee fan. Tennessee never offered them. Georgia offers them late. Gets them. And, I mean, just great about eval is mm-hmm. what the what the the scouts call it. Yeah. Eval, you know, evaluation and uh and get Lad on campus, man. His development, red shirt in twenty twenty, and and then you get Brock Bowers and Lad McConkey, freshman, red shirt freshman, true freshman coming in in twenty one and change the history. Those two guys. I mean, along of course with others like number thirteen of uh of the golden age of Georgia football, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, I think in 10 years from now, when I'm talking to my daughter, when she's into Georgia football, you know, at age 11 or so, and uh, we look back on highlights, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be talking about McConkey. Yeah. Still getting a jersey. I've been saying this for years. And I don't really do that. That's mm-hmm. not my thing. You, it's right. not your thing either. Right. Getting a college player's jersey to wear. Yeah. I might potentially get a white Lad McConkey jersey. I love yeah. our road uniforms. I think they're some of the best-looking uniforms in I agree. Football. I agree. Um, but I'll never forget yeah. Mississippi State two years ago when he took that, I think it was an end around or whatever, took it to the house. I, I told, I just told everybody around me, I didn't care if they knew me or not. I'm getting a Lad McConkey jersey. Now, I said right. that about a couple of players. Yeah. Also said about Jack Podlesny when he yeah, yeah, nailed yeah, the, uh, yeah. the, the Peach 50, Bowl yeah. against Cincinnati. <laughs> the 2020. That's Peach right. Bowl. Oh, my gosh. But I, yeah, that's still waiting. That's good still stuff. on that one, but that's good stuff. No, those two guys definitely showed out on the offense side of the ball. Defensively, we heard a lot about Javon Bullard and Taki Smith. Once again, I didn't watch the the senior bowl. Did you? I watched some of it. I had okay. to, I had to um, get some stuff done that day and uh, watch some. Went back, watched some highlights, watched some of it in real time, man. But uh, very proud of Taki. Yeah. Very proud of Taki. I mean, Javon Bullard, of course. We know Javon Bullard, and we know what Taki Smith does. But does the world know about Taki Smith? Mm. I mean, somebody who has has battled some adversity, really been patient his time in Athens, uh, really done some good things for Georgia since he's been here in 2021. And uh, to go out on that stage, I think that's a guy who knew that he could use this Reese Senior Bowl as a platform, and he did just that, mm-hmm. getting the uh, the defensive MVP. Yeah, he did great. So, Uh, I mean, I think he did nothing but increase his draft stock. Yeah. And, you know, you look at their size, I think Taiki and Javon are both 5'10-ish, give or take an inch or two, depending on who you ask, too. I mean, you go to georgiadogs.com, it says one thing. You go to their NFL official, you know, whatever, it says a whole different thing. So, anyway – my point is they play much bigger than their size, right? They do. They may be a little undersized, especially for an NFL safety, but, man, they play 
so much bigger than than what they are. And um, man, I, I I know both of them. They're gonna make some team out there very happy. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. I think, I mean, golly, I think there's a lot of guys that are gonna be in this draft, and that's something we'll we'll do a, a draft special episode, get more in depth than that when it gets closer time. But um. Uh, a lot of NFL franchises are going to get some not only great players, Clark, very talented guys, but also guys who know what team – some high-character guys, know yeah. what team chemistry is all about, yep. man, and, and can be leaders just from uh, from day one in that locker room, I feel like. You know, has that potential. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Are you good? Let's talk about some guys. So those are guys kind of moving on. Let's talk about some guys coming back. Coming yes, back sir, specifically on the offense and defensive line. And let me Woo! clarify right Man. quick. All these topics tonight are actually coming from our Row 60 patrons. Yes, so thank shout you, out Row to y'all. 60 patrons. Thank I y'all. felt guilty. I was like, well, I need, we need to get back into it with the patrons, man. Give, yeah. them, some, give them some stuff going. And uh, we're going to crank that up. Stuff's kind of slowing down a little bit for me and you. And uh, and, and get back on the saddle now yeah. after a little hiatus. Yeah. I think That's this one. Uh, I think this one comes from old Mr. Russell Harrell. Wherever you're at yes. right now, he's probably. Yes. You know what? He's probably listening to this on a on a good brisk February morning jog. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I love it. You know, I love it. I love it, man. I miss the Harrell family. I do too. Golly, that's just the thing. All these you get football season those months, and then real life comes about after that. But <laughs> it's so good to get back. It is with the family. Yeah. With well, family. what's weird about this year, and we'll get on. We'll we'll talk about the players in just a second, but. What's really weird about this year is in the first time of the history of this podcast, we haven't had a national championship celebration to look forward to. No. And to see people that we normally get to see throughout the season, we didn't have that this year. Well, it's killed me because the last game I went to was the SEC championship. Uh, and I didn't go to the Orange Bowl like yeah. you did. You were uh, you were down there and, and, and getting rowdy for the dogs. And uh I didn't. I didn't get to make the trip down there, so it's it's been a you know. You got a bad I've been taste Used to what I've been used to having two games <laughs> at the end of December and beginning of January so and winning like, the man, both. I felt like yeah, and I was like, man, I feel like it's just been the off season for months. Mm. Like we're getting close to the kickoff, right? That we should be under like a hundred days right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Instead of like a hundred and ninety-seven, ninety-seven, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, that's what. I don't know, man. It's been it's been tough, but just, and then the Super Bowl just ended, and you're like, well, dang, you know, just football just ended actually. But I felt like it's been over for a year. Yeah, that's what it feels like for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to Russell Harrell, he's talking. Yes. He wants to know about the offensive and defensive lines, and I think uh, that's a very valid question because we do Absolutely. lose a few pieces on both sides of the ball. So let's talk about them. Uh, first of all, let's start with the offense. We lose Cedric Van Pran, a, a senior leader, a DGD. And also Marius Mims, a key piece on this offense. Keycock. Yeah, Keycock. Keycock. Both of those guys are going to get drafted for sure and, once again, make some NFL teams very happy out there. Wish them the best of luck. We appreciate them. But we got to talk about this upcoming year. Adam, the fact that we return Xavier Truss and Tate Ratledge That's big. is huge. That's big. Because we heard about Ratledge. Then Truss, that news kind of came a little later on. And, you know, people don't think – uh Xavier Truss, oh, wow, what a great offensive lineman. I think he's solid, right? He is, is, is he one of the best? That's up for debate. I don't know. But the guy is solid. He's played a ton of snaps at Georgia. A ton. He so uh, bringing those guys back is, is really, really important. 
Yeah, uh, Clark, I mean, getting those guys, it, it's good to have young talent veteran leadership mix, man, especially on the offensive line and uh, and guys who have played a lot of ball together and have some chemistry, especially when you, you sprinkle in a few new guys. So uh, getting them back were huge. I think Tate Ratledge is a guy who – um, you know, missed 2021 season, but it's come mm -hmm. back strong the past two years and a veteran guy on there. Same with Xavier Truss is a veteran guy. And, um, I mean, yeah, you need to, I think Cedric Van Pran really has been, I, I think we're not going to realize how important and good he was at the center position, man. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see who we plug in there and who takes over in that role and, uh, the chemistry with, with them and, uh, Carson Beck, uh, going far back. I, I know I, I, I Trust Coach Stacy Searles. Um, having him coming back, man, is going to be going to be big. And um, just what his this would be his third year now. That is right. Yeah, third Luke, year Luke now. Left so, in uh, twenty one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, man, some of his guys in, and mm -hmm. some of his guys, his recruits, guys that he really recruited, getting you know where they've been in the program for a year or so now, and um, uh, kind of fighting for some playing time on yeah. the line. Um, still a talented group, man, and um. I'm excited to see. I think, you know, to get to where we want to be in the explosive offense that we have with the weapons we have for skill guys and obviously with Carson Beck, one of, if not the very best quarterback coming back in the nation, man, in a load, loaded running back room coming in, then mm. the, the key piece is you got to have a good offensive line to block. Completely or, or, agree. Uh, it gives these guys time to make plays happen, put up points, man. And that's yeah. that's, uh, that's that's what championship teams do now Agreed. in college football. Agreed. We've talked about that time in, time out. So uh, I think that'll be very interesting to see, Clark. Who are some guys you're looking at to kind of plug in the other three positions in the, yeah. the line? Yeah. So uh, obviously, Jared Wilson. Uh, at center, I think that that's probably yep. who we're going to see at center there. Um, he, man, he he played some snaps later in the year too last yep. year. I think more at guard and such, but uh, you'll probably have him there. Uh, Xavier Trust probably going to be that right tackle um, yep. that he was last year. He played a lot of snaps there. He was kind of all over the place, honestly. Well, like a lot of these guys are. I mean, we can say, oh yeah, he's going to start here or there, but the reality is they've got to know. Where to? They've got to know all positions, honestly. Oh, on that on that line, I mean, absolutely. If you're going to play at the University of Georgia or any really D1 level, you've got to be willing to to learn all these different positions, and that's tough. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, because you know, with if a wide receiver goes down, Clark, there's usually another wide receiver coming into his spot, whether it's you know the X position, wherever, right? And, but on the offensive line, people think, well, if a left tackle goes down, they just plug another left tackle in. No, then it's just musical chairs on the offensive line, <laughs> yeah. rotating guys from guard to tackle, mm -hmm. and then that opens up a spot for another guy to come in. Right. And, and you're rotating and shifting guys around, depending on the guy who, on you know, and heaven forbid it happens, but it's football, it is going to happen. If guys go down with the injury, then you got to reshuffle the whole the whole line in sense. So you're, you're exactly right. You got to have the utility player type guys, if you will. Mm -hmm. Clark to be able to play guard inside and on the outside and um, different guys who can snap the ball as well. Yeah. But uh, but I, I think George has done a good job of that with all three offensive line coaches that they've had in the Kirby Smart area, Clark. Mm -hmm. uh, for left tackle, I guess you could see – you'll probably see Ernest Green yes. again back there. Uh, this is his sophomore season. I didn't realize he was a freshman last year. Yeah, man. I mean, a highly man. regarded recruit. Mm -hmm. And um, – yeah. He passes the eye test, of course, and somebody I think who will make a, a tremendous leap from their freshman sophomore year. Yeah, uh, and then also you have Monroe Freeling, uh, who could potentially replace Mims and play yeah. that left tackle or right tackle. Uh, he's huge, six seven. I think he's also a sophomore. Might be wrong. About well, he that. got a lot of good snaps last yeah. year. You he know? Played, he I mean, played. he's got some experience yep. coming back. So I mean, there's a lot of experience. You know, you're, there's really not a lot of just guys that are just 
really green stepping yeah. into the road. And, and right? it's because they've rotated in right. and out so much. Right. And that's the beauty of this is like people want to want to know is there going to be a drop off on the line? I mean, not really. No, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I, I think uh, they're, they're battle tested guys, Clark. And um, yeah. uh, you know, you think about it. I mean, Mims as much of a stud as he was coming in and at times where he flashed, I mean, he was pretty inconsistent in his career. Yeah. I'll yeah. say as far, and I'm not saying that necessarily him, but, but just injury wise too, man. Right. Injury wise too. I just think there were some times where he couldn't get healthy, get on the field and really mm-hmm. get to where we were, were thinking he was going to be, if he was going to be the next Andrew Thomas or, you know, uh, or the locks or whatnot. Right. So, um, it's, I think there's, with having Truss, Ratledge, Ernest Green coming back, Freeland getting some playing time. Dylan Fairchild also yep. is a guy who's gotten some playing time that you'll see on the inside as mm-hmm. well. So, um, and, and normally I feel like what happens with us each season, and maybe this is just typical football, I don't know, but it really does seem like we kind of start the year a little slow, but we, you know, kind of gel. and Always, man. I mean, that, that's just Always. how it goes. Always. Oh, you're yeah. exactly right. I'm glad you brought that up because you're, you're always like, man, what's, what's, what's going on with the offensive line right now? Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it always seems like later in the year they're they're in sync. You got the right rotation of guys out there. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're clicking, man. And that's how it was with uh, Matt Luke. That's how it's going to be with – how it's been with Stacey Searles as well. Yeah. Well, just like the offensive line, there's a lot of rotating on the defensive line. Uh, this year we are losing Zion Logue and Tramel Walthour. God, those guys have been there. Yeah, it's the beginning of time. I think. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I think you know I, they played with Julian Rochester back in the day, right? Yeah, they, they actually they, did. They, yeah, they actually did. Exactly. Which, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, they've probably played with old uh, David Pollock too. <laughs> yeah, and What's Quentin the, Moses are. Meat Cleaver, uh, what's that guy? Was he a Eddie Meat Cleaver Weaver? Yeah, yeah. Was he a defensive yeah, lineman? Yeah, was a defensive lineman. Yeah, he probably played. Probably played with them as well. Uh, probably played with Richard Seymour, yeah, Marcus Stroud, in the nineties. Oh, my no, Kendrick Golston as well was thrown into the mix too. I believe John Jenkins. Oh yeah, old John still in the Avery NFL, Jones. By the way, too. Really? Yes, sir. Can you believe that? No. John Jenkins. I mean, that's a guy who flies on the radar on your 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 Georgia dog NFL watch list. I mean, he's played for a plethora of teams, yeah. Clark, but I mean, the man's going on a decade career. Speaking of that, just real quick off topic. How about Chris Conley special teams in yeah. the Super Bowl? I was impressed. He made a big tackle He made there. a couple yeah. big uh, plays for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. I mean, a guy, a great guy felt like at Georgia, but I mean, he's got to be in year 10. Mm-hmm. Close to he double went digits. No, no, no. He he's my age, so four, he, 15. He entered the draft in 15. Did he get hurt in red shirt one year? Is that what happened? He was a freshman so. in 11 with me, yep. with Malcolm Mitchell and me. Did he play that 14? I was yeah, a he played that 14 season because he, he was the one who got the uh, – Tech, when we got beat by Tech at home, Conley was the one Murray was th- – or not Murray, Hudson Mason was throwing to. Uh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that right? and that slant route to the left. I just I'm remember the sure, play in anyway. Knoxville in 13. That oh, that my catch, gosh. Man. I mean, golly. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, but did he play in 15? No, he didn't play in 15. All right, see, so yeah, it was 11, 12, 13, 14. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Enter, entered the draft in 15, 2015. Yeah. So, I mean. So, yeah. DGD, man. He is a DGD. You throw that – you know, that, that, that term is being thrown around too loosely now, Clark. But Chris Conley is a DGD. We need to set some criteria for what makes well, you a what GD. makes you a DGD. DGD. I said GDG. <laughs> My gosh. Oh, man. Knock it on the right. rust a little bit, Clark. Yeah, Knock it real. on the rust. I love it, yeah. man. I love it. But, hey, but that had to be noted. So, anyway, back to our defensive line. And, while, well, hold up. While we're at all it. All right, all right. Miko, come on now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Not, yeah. I mean, another guy. I mean, Unreal. what, he's got three rings now? Almost had four. One 
won uh, college championship as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's exactly right, man. So, I mean, he but scored yeah, a touchdown him. in a national championship and a Super Bowl. That he did. So a game winner in the Super Bowl too. Right down the road from me in Clark and Bowman, Georgia. So you know, I was, it was good to see. I, my claim to fame is that I, I sent a message just in, in one of my chats the other night, oh, did but you? Uh, my claim to fame is that I got scratched by someone who caught a game-winning Super Bowl pass. In the football? In, yeah. Really? In football. We were, uh, I think it was a seven-on-seven seven camp. And, I mean, I, I wasn't going anywhere. Miko was playing DB. I mean, yeah. corner, he was lined up right in my face. I wasn't going anywhere. And, uh, <laughs> we, I mean, I had to fight to get so off. Miko and, was cornerback. And oh, you yeah. were the wide receiver oh, on yeah. the seven-on-seven. Seven and, game. I mean, I wasn't, like I said, I'm not going anywhere. I, I couldn't make any move on him. Yeah. And, I mean, we had the, you know, we – you don't have pads on, set, on right. this kind of set on set. It was just a camp, whatever. But he, he did end up scratching me because I was trying to fight to get off of him. But anyway, it's kind of my claim to fame there. Oh, right? there you go. I yeah. love it, man. I love it. That's good stuff. That's <laughs> not, good stuff. Not That's I exactly tackled right. him. You, you were scratched by him. Yeah, yeah. Not I tackled him or maybe I sacked. No, nothing like that. Mine is I, I was in the pile with Deshaun Watson one time. I oh, wouldn't quite nice. say I, I tackled him, but a, a group of us were – Okay. <laughs> <laughs> brought him down. Quarter a quarterback. Oh man. <laughs> he hadn't won a Super Bowl yet to be yeah. to uh to um to have to be able to get to your level of, you know, fame <laughs> say it had to be getting scratched by Miko. Yeah. But Oh man. Well interesting. Good, good, good for the dogs. Good for uh Robert B- not Robert Robert, Robert Bill's on the Chiefs. Malik Harry. Or, sorry, the 49ers. Yeah, Malik, Malik Harry, Harry yes. and another guy, man. I mean, yeah, you look and then Charlie Warner. Yeah, oh yeah. Charlie Warner, great guy. I mean, what he's doing, man, in the league, just mm-hmm. his blocking has just, just got him to where he's at. I think he's only, like, caught four career receptions. Really? I man, he does a good I job that, But he blocks, man. He's in a lot. of saw him in there a lot. So, shout out to Miss Kathy Warner and uh, Miss Kent Warner and the whole Warner family. Up um, in Raven. Miss them up in Raven County. But Charlie just doing great things. Yeah. All right, going back to the defensive line right quick. Uh, losing Zion, losing Tramiel. But, Adam, we've got a very hungry and hopefully healthy this year. Uh, Tyrion Ingram-Dawkins in another yeah. year of both Warren Brinson and Nazir Stackhouse. Veteran guys right here. Yeah. yeah. Or at least in uh, Warren Brinson and Nazir. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. And getting um, Ingram-Dawkins back, I felt like when we got him back in the back half of the year, uh, you, you could tell a little bit of a difference in the line when mm-hmm. he was in there mm-hmm. um, when he first came back. So, uh, another year of progression, another another offseason lifting weights and getting stronger. I love it. Saying that we say that every year, <laughs> I, but it holds true. Of course, yeah, it holds true. true. But uh, Warren Brentson and uh, and Stackhouse coming back, man, is uh, that's a huge car. Mm-hmm. Getting his ear back in the middle, um, a guy who we, we talked about. On, I I said this on the pre-show last year that could be a a a guy who can make himself a lot of money. But coming back um, this year, I think he, I think he can. Hopefully, he'll have a he- healthy year as well. But again, on this line, you got some veteran guys who played a lot of snaps mm-hmm. and some very young talent coming in, yeah. and especially. Clark, the freshmen from last year who are going to be sophomores, I think, are going to be your next elite interior guys in your um, your Jordan Halls and your Jamal Jarrett's yep. of the light, man. I think you're going to see them. They, they flashed last year um, at, at times, but I think this year now coming is when you're really going to see them and get nationally recognized. Absolutely. Clark, I feel like. Yeah. You know, I, I think we all, if we're being honest with ourselves, we do want to see a little bit more dominance up front. With the yeah. line, uh, I think that's reasonable. That's fair to say. Uh, you, you know, man, I was watching Michigan. What they did to Alabama was not even close to what we were doing. Now, granted, it, it was probably a totally different scheme. Right, I don't know. Right. But it just seemed like Michigan's line was getting dominating. Oh, They're yeah. getting a good oh, push. Yeah, yeah. 
And I don't know. I mean, is it is it scheme or is it? Well, hey, we're just really we're just not getting it done. Well, they did to Milrow what I was hoping we would see Georgia's defensive front do. Yeah. I mean, he was uncomfortable all night. I know. And that multiple sacks, pass rush, and, that, and that's been a huge thing for Georgia fans. Where's the pass rush at? Where's setting the edge? I know we're getting the outside linebackers as well with that. But I, you, last year you don't have a Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis that we mm-hmm. were so spoiled with uh, the previous years before that. Devontae – hey, throw in Devontae and, Devontae and Trayvon. White and Trayvon Walker. That's exactly right. I mean, right, really, though, you, exactly think, you right. think about I mean, where we've come from. these studs and what they're mm-hmm. doing in the next level right now. I mean, that, that's an embarrassment of riches. Uh, you're not going to have a room like that, I think. And anyway, maybe ever, ever yes. again, and but the the good thing is you look back and say you you, you cash that in. You won two national championships off of that, um, having that talent, you know, um, um, uh, intermingling with each other those couple of years. So I think though, Clark, that you Jordan Hall though and uh, Jamal Jarrett are going to be your next big guys. Now I'm not saying would they be as good as Jalen Carter or Jordan Davis or any of them? No, no, I'm not going to put that standard on them, Clark. They but can I think prove that. They can themselves. prove that. And But having Trey Scott back, too, getting him back, I thought we might lose him this year to a defense coordinator position, going up to North Carolina or somewhere, Arkansas. Yeah. But he, having Trey coming back, man, I mean, it's proved himself time and time again with the development of these guys on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got the young talent coming in. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. To say. I do think it's going to be a better defense line play this year than we saw last year i hope so i, th- I think yeah. it will be and not to say it was just abysmal or anything but it could have been better well i mean i'll be honest with you that's the difference in national championships Clark. Hmm? <laughs> it starts up front yeah i think that is so. the most uh, you could talk obviously you need quarterback play obviously you need skilled players at wide receiver you know nfl caliber guys at wide out but i feel like man the defensive line you have to have that be the standard at Georgia to mm-hmm. get where you want to at Georgia. Yeah. And I feel like – and Kirby said it at the beginning of the preseason, man, that the tail of this season is going to be on the defensive line. And I feel like – not to single them out, but just me personally, me just spouting off at the mouth, if there was better defensive line play, then – and I'll, I'll throw in linebackers too, the second level. Defensive front play, then there was going to be a third straight trophy hoist. Yeah. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. And, and that's right. There's really no reason to go back. But, anyway, you heard that in the preseason, and we were crazy mm-hmm. enough because you heard some people say, which really, looking back on, is just stupid, that this defensive line could be one of the best. But it didn't live up that expectation. And uh, and we saw what happened. And, and you got to have elite play on the defensive line yeah. in the SEC to win the SEC championship and go on and win the national championship. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that a lot <clears throat> under Trey Scott in the University of Georgia. And, um I'm excited to hear how the spring goes with them. It's going to be fun on uh, both sides in the trenches, seeing uh, who you know who who's showing out, man, yeah. and, and see where they're at after after uh, uh, end of last year in the spring and going into fall camp. Adam, you mentioned Jordan Hall. He was a freshman last year. So he's, he's a sophomore this year. Looks great. He's going to be a stud. Adam, I think another Jordan, Jordan Thomas, mm-hmm. coming in, mm-hmm. freshman recruit. Uh, man, I watched some of his. His highlights in high school, and I mean, there's only so much you can deduce from that. But, whoo, he looks good. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of talent, yeah. and I mean, it's just a matter of of getting them in spring practice and seeing who's who's looking the best, and that's right. you know, starting to uh, starting to develop these guys. So that's right. Yeah, we got a good one in Trey Scott for sure. Yeah. All right, moving on. All right, let's talk about the running back room, Adam. Woo, man. Golly, can you believe the yes. amount of talent in this room? Yes. It is unreal, unbelievable, man. 
Unbelievable. Uh, Dale McGee, another guy. Been there yeah. from the beginning since December 2015 with Kirby Smart. Mm-hmm. Been through uh, every season of the Kirby Smart era. Right there in that running back room, coached some dang good ones. Recruited <laughs> some dang good ones. I mean, you look yep. at you know Nick Chubb before he got hurt. Clark and what he's done in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, what James Cook did this year. What um, DeAndre Swift. You know, and 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 what Sony did in his time in the NFL. I mean, he had a good career. Looking back on, I know he didn't play past what last year. Did he retired before last year. Is that it? Yeah. But but I mean, you got DeAndre Swift and and um and uh, James Cook were in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And Nick Chubb would have been if he would have stayed healthy. So, I mean, all guys coached by Del McGee, mm-hmm. right? And um, uh, a couple of them recruited by Del McGee to come to Georgia. Yeah. So, uh, it's uh, I think there is that talent in the – I'm not going to say you have the next Nick Chubb in there, but you have elite talent in that running back room. Yeah. And I love how George is able to recruit these guys in and say, hey, you know, how they're able to keep an, such an impressive stable of bats, Clark, in a very transfer portal happy – air that we're in right now because you're pitching these guys hey look at these guys in the nfl yeah. look at the carries that they had to split it's not like i always think of gus malzahn running carry on johnson into the ground in 2017 thank Clark. you gus yes you, you don't have those you know these some of these coaches get these backs and just i mean a, a running back's lifespan and their football career only has a certain amount of carries i feel like and what georgia does is you have enough carries to make a you know, to to make a difference and get your name out there and and um and show your talent and obviously get to go to the NFL like these guys have, but they don't just ride you into the ground. Mm-hmm. Del McGee and Kirby Smart and yeah. the, whoever's the offensive coordinator, you know, I, that's what I feel like they do such a good job of rotating guys, still guys getting their carries, getting their yards, and keeping everybody happy in the room. But at, at least that's how it appears from the outside. And I think it'll be no different this year with the impressive studs that are in that room. Yeah, and I think there's a good variety <clears throat> of running backs. Exactly. I know that sounds yeah. kind of weird, yeah. but, no, I right. mean, you always have a guy who's able to catch out of the backfield. You always Ken have McIntosh, a guy. Yeah, Ken McIntosh, James Cook. Exactly. Um, you always have a bruiser. You always have a speedster. So, um, and I think we've got a good combination of all these guys. Let's talk about some of them. Yeah. Obviously, Trevor Etienne. You heard that right. He's yes. coming in. That's right. From Been Florida. under a rock or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming in from Florida, the enemy. This time last year, we didn't really like Trevor yeah. Etienne. But this yeah. year, hey. Oh, I love Trevor. Let's go, Trevor. Might get a jersey. <laughs> Is he wearing number nah. seven? I think he's wearing seven. Is he? No, 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 no. I don't I, know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, if, I don't if know he's if he wearing nine, is, well, lost and lucky. I mean, is he? Is oh he, yeah, no, know? yeah. If so. he's wearing number nine, I will not be getting any sort of Trevor Etienne jersey because oh, really? it's too close to his brother. That's Travis. exactly right. That's exactly right. But anyway, but no, I, I, he's going to be a stud. Clark. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize the impact that he will make on the 2024 Georgia offense. Yeah. Having him in that backfield, man, he is a player. And when you put him lined up with uh, with Carson Beck, the other skill guys, and hopefully what we just touched on, a, a very competent offensive line, mm-hmm. then I think he's going to eat. Yeah. We also get a healthy Branson Robinson and a healthy Roderick Robinson back. I'm going to tell Robinson, you something. Robinson, boys. The Robinson's bruisers. Deadly. This this is going to be – uh, maybe I shouldn't put this on them. De- Do it. Do it. Why not? Right, this it's maybe, the middle of February. Say, Do it. Yeah, yeah, uh, stuff. yeah, exactly. Go ahead. I'll say this. I think this is the closest we'll get to the Chubb, Sony kind of one-two punch. Whoa, with the Robinsons? With the Robinsons. Or one of the Robinsons and ETN. Uh, maybe that. Yeah, I like that better. Now we'll go with that. Yeah. I just think there's too That's much amazing, talent for it to not be close to what uh, was, right. was our 2017 running back room. 
God, you know, we had DeAndre Swift. Then, yeah, true freshman DeAndre Swift, unreal. man. I mean, I remember that, his most memorable carry, and I feel like in a Georgia uniform, was uh, was the SEC championship against Auburn that year to to make it 28-7, like put the God. dagger in him, man. Yeah. I'll never forget that moment. I and mean, watching him come around that edge, man, and, and uh, scamper to the end zone, and that's when you knew. That's when you, like, yeah. put the nail – in it, yep. that Georgia was going to win and go to their first college football playoff. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I, I think uh, Branson Robinson obviously had a great year in 2022. Clark capped it off with a great national championship game performance against TCU, and then unfortunately had the injury uh, going in, in camp before 2023. And then Rod Robinson, as a true freshman last year, I think that uh, he had some good carries. He obviously got banged up a little bit, but he looked good in the Orange Bowl, didn't he? I he mean, did. looked like that bruiser. <laughs> I mean, just very physical, oh, very yeah. physical, and I expect him just to get even more. Both both of those guys, man, are just going to run over you between the tackles. Mm -hmm. I turned around and let some Florida State fan know. I mean, this is uncalled for. We were just steamrolling them. And, I mean, it was something like 49. You know, I mean, we were beating just let them know. mess out of them. But I just said, that kid's a freshman. That's exactly right. Just, that's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> so, I mean, Clark, who do you think ETN is going to be your guy? That's going to be your Kenny Mack, James Cook? Yeah. The ball out of that, uh, the backfield? I think so. Do you think? Dylan Bell will be after what he did the back half of the season. Finally, just get to focus primarily on wide receivers. Yeah, that, stud. Shift or do you think we'll get him lined nah. up in the inside and, and kind of no. use him a little bit? We could. I mean, I, I certainly I mean, think that, there's going to be some packages. I think Bobo likes to spice it up a little bit, and that'd be a good way of doing it. Um, hey, the kid can throw the ball too. Dylan Bell yeah. threw. I'm, I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves on this one, but when we get to the season preview show here in a few months, oh boy, when uh, my love for Dylan Bell and really this whole off season, Dylan Bell, man. He's he's a stud. Thank God he's coming back to the mm -hmm. University of Georgia, man, mm -hmm. and uh, didn't go chase the money transferring somewhere else out because I think he is going to be a name to remember in 2024 yeah. as a guy who is going to just get up to that next tier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's a stud. stud. I, we're going to save the receiver talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, for, yeah. just oh, for a little man, bit. But it's getting too exciting. I know, I know. Oh, We've man. got so many good pieces on, uh, on this whole team. Uh, and then, you know, so, all right, ETN, the Robinson bros – that's what I'm going to call them. Yeah, uh, there we go. I think that's your top three kind of in and out, rotating yeah. in and out. That's not to say that other guys won't play because, I mean, you got a, you got a healthy Andrew Paul who's a stud. you got a good – you got a Cash Jones who's yeah. had a lot of snaps. Yeah. Like, these guys are going to keep rotating yeah. in and out. Um, um, yeah, exactly right, Clark. I mean, one thing about Andrew Paul was I, I really appreciate him sticking with – he easily could have just transferred. So, man, look at these guys coming in. ATN yeah. coming in, man, I'm getting passed. I've just – stuff hadn't worked out for him. We could have really just sulked about that because, uh, I mean, his true freshman year in 22, right, that he was mm – -hmm. he was – a lot of people were talking about him yeah. in the sense of how good that he was going to be, and then he tore his ACL. And then uh, I just felt like even though he got some carries uh, last year, not a lot of meaningful ones, it just still didn't look like he trusted that ACL, Clark, yeah. right? So uh, I, I think hopefully this year he, he trusts that leg, that ACL more, and I feel like he'll be a guy that hopefully uh, gets some meaningful carries because I really think the potential is there. And, I mean, just another just weapon in that room. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right. Let's uh, switch sports. We don't do this. Oh, I love this rapid fire. Just going, you yeah. know, I mean, this is a very, like, disorganized episode. We're just getting back in the swing of it, man. Yeah. Touching on some stuff we need to touch on. So, yeah, let's, let's uh, this is this the first time in Row 60 history we've talked about anything outside of Georgia football? Like, yeah, I mean, we've had, a, we've had a couple of podcasts, or a couple of episodes way back when we just kind of, like, we did a Q&A kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Way, way back when. But, I mean, all right. Give anyway, uh, this one comes from Jim Wilcox. He uh, wants to I, know about. Sports outside of football, right? Yeah. And I'll be quite honest. I don't keep up with many sports. I, I do keep up with the big three, which is baseball, football, basketball, 
Um, not very. I'm not. I don't keep up with them a lot. Gymnastics in is in a bad spot. G- yeah. From oh, the, oh, it's in a bad spot. What do you mean? Like, oh, we just good? keep losing. Really? From from my understanding, though. the gym I, dogs are like the best. Well, they they used to be back in Dang. the Suzanne Yachlin area, but we're kind of. I feel like from from my for all right. Let's have our gym dog. I don't know anything about gym dogs. The gym dogs, Clark. I mean, the SEC gymnastics is like SEC football. That's the mm. best there is, right? Okay. So. From my understanding, yeah, I'm not a diehard gymnastics guy, but just you know, I hear just Georgia chatter. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I gotta tell the people. Yep. Oh man, we need to resurface this video. <laughs> Adam Thornton, back in the day, this was a long time ago. Uh, you did some kindergarten, gymnastics, didn't kindergarten you? for three months. Nice. Um, my parents. Somebody told my parents that it would help with like flexibility for like yeah. baseball. It makes or whatever. sense. Yeah. And uh, it was a train wreck. <laughs> it was a train wreck. It lasted for three months, and they pulled me out because oh I just gosh. did not. I just it, it was not a good. It was not a good deal. Oh, it was man. not a good deal. Sorry, but uh, but you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, my Olympic dreams were crushed at an early age <laughs> of three months in oh, gymnastics. Man. But uh, as far as gym dolls, Clark. Um, cause didn't Jim ask about the gym dogs? He did. Oh uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I think we're, we're in a little bit of, you got probably one of the most legendary gymnasts, Courtney Coupets, who won a national championship or two, possibly under Suzanne Yachlin at the university of Georgia. Okay. Kind of one of these deals, Clark, where I'm trying to compare it to a football deal where kind of a Scott Frost at Nebraska deal. Okay. Oh, you bring uh, home the favorite son to be, you know, this, that was a kind of a, you know, poster child of the golden air. Okay. Right? At your school. At your school and that sport to kind of bring back the glory days of their coach, like Tom Mm -hmm. Osborne, Coach Frost, Suzanne Yachlin, Coach Courtney Coupets. Okay. Right? And it just hadn't panned out. Not yet. Okay. So how long has uh, this this girl been there? Coupets. I think been there long enough that there there should be. Oh, so there's some grumbling. Possibly being terminated after this year. Oh, really? I really don't know oh, what wow. I'm talking about. But I, I, but I think there is. A, I really do think there is a chance they could fire Coupets, which could be for the diehard gym dog fans out there. Will, will be tough. It'll be tough because she is a Georgia gymnastics legend. All right. But the standard that was been set for decades hadn't been there in a long time. That's I mean, a good. long time. I mean, they, they're getting smoked. Oh. Hey, they, oh, the gym dogs haven't been respectable in years. Even See, the coach before this one. Wow. It was, uh, I think, a Yachlin assist. I mean, I, I think it's time, Clark, that um, uh, that Josh Brooks looks like we've got to get out of the Yachlin tree. You know, when you kind of get – and this happens to many programs in many different sports. You want to just yeah. keep hiring from the same tree, right? Right. And uh, and then it's time to kind of branch out a little bit. Move on. Move, yeah. You know. Get some new blood. Grow a new branch. I see. Okay. Or grow or just a new tree. A new tree. Hey, I was about to say, <laughs> new tree. That hey, that's exactly right. Go and put a new tree in the ground. So, anyway, oh that's gosh. the Georgia Gym Dogs update from my <laughs> knowledge. From my knowledge. Not good. We Not need, good. You know what we're going to start Not doing? Good. We're Not just going to we're going to update the people on a random Georgia sport. We're going to spin yes. a wheel. Yes, yes. We yes. get a wheel of all the sports. about equestrian. Oh, man. Softball. Golf. Yeah. Tennis. Tennis is diving. Swimming and diving under old – uh, uh, Coach Jack. Yeah, it's which, good. Yeah, I think he's retired. Hadn't he? Mm-hmm. Track and field is good. Yeah, respectable. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. That'll be good, well, especially about, during the off season. Let's but talk baseball about Georgia be. basketball. <sighs> oh, oh, well, we'll get to baseball, but basketball, man. You know, I just have very, very low expectations for Georgia basketball. So, mm-hmm. honestly, you know, I think the the current record as of right now is fourteen and ten. On a five-game losing streak. On a five-game losing streak. But, man, I'm not that disappointed. I mean, I am to some extent. But 
Here's the thing, and I'll, I'll, I'm very open, and I admit this. Yeah. I am a very fair-weathered fan when it comes to Georgia basketball. If we're halfway decent, I'll get into it. But if we're bad, no. I don't care. They they frustrated me this year. Oh, I know. But but not, they're competitive though. I, it's been the first year that you go through the SEC slate and every game's competitive. But they're so close. You look at so many games where they just blew it. Yep. They Florida, just blew it. Tennessee, but then they come Kentucky. back and that you, you're so proud of them coming back from large deficits. Like they really made it a game in Lexington, Kentucky the yeah. other week. Uh, and games with Florida mm-hmm. coming back from like 20 plus points. They and then beat just Florida State. Their, yes, beat Florida State. But then uh, um, almost beat Tennessee in Athens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So many games where Arkansas, Alabama slipped away that they had it. There's just like they're just, just, just this close, this close from, yep. you know, and 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 it was fun for a while there. There were like there was some tournament chatter, you yeah, know, some tournament chatter going on. Not not even and, nit, like yeah, the big boy, the big, the big dance. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going we were going to take a girl to the big dance, Clark. Yeah, that's not happening. But uh, it's not happening now unless you make a run, a miracle run like they did in 08 in the SEC tournament, which would be tough to do. But uh, maybe the nit. I don't know. That's slip. They need to. They need to get back on on a winning winning track. Finish out the year. Yeah. I, but uh, they, I don't know much about basketball. Um, I don't know much about the hoop dogs. But what I will say for my analysis, I know okay. enough about basketball to generally speak on it. I do think we need to be a little bit more physical in the paint. Okay. I just All don't right. like how we allow we allow way too many points in the paint that aren't contested. Are we not good with the five position? I would say that. God I bless mean, him. We, I can't even pronounce his name, but yeah. Yeah, I think we're a little soft. Not saying I could do any better because, I mean, I'm 5'11", sometimes six foot. Depends on what kind of shoes I wear. Well, I, I can't get out better. I'm like 5'3". <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, we get postered out there. Yeah, but but – but yeah, I mean, yeah, probably you know missing a, a key recruiter too. I mean, let's let's give Mike White his credit. Oh yeah, Tom Crean was the worst coach in Georgia history of any sport. Oh man, uh, I mean, you he can left make that argument. The I, I don't care what golf, tennis, equestrian, whatever. What you go back in the Georgia archives, you can't. I can't. Think of another coach who has left a program in shambles when they left Athens more than Tom Crean and what Mike White had to inherit. Mm. So I think the Mike White hate needs to simmer down. Needs a to bit. simmer down yeah, because I'm with you. I mean, how in the world could he change? I mean, it's not like he was. It's not like he was handed what Kirby was with Mark Rick. Right. Now, of course, Kirby took it to a new level, but I mean, you know, Mark Rick left the football program in a good state. Georgia basketball, there's really no history there. Um, not since Hugh Durham left and Herrick had a good run, but I mean, he was worse. Mark Fox was respectable, decent, right? Dennis Felton at oh. least made a dance, won an SEC yeah. tournament and a miracle run, not really that great. But Tom Crean's just been awful. He was yeah, awful. He was so Mike White is a, definitely a step above. So give him another year or two. Give him another year or two. I mean, it's Georgia basketball. For yeah, out loud, and I mean, man. I mean, it's been fun to watch this year. They're yeah. competitive. Yeah, and you They're think about it, man. I mean, three, four games go your way instead of the opposite. And I mean, what's you're, again, you're really on the close games. Yeah, you're, you're on, on the bubble. bubble. You might be the last team. four out. You might be in Joe Lenardi's last four out. But by gosh, your <laughs> you're, graphic you're is close. on display in the, in the ESPN <laughs> tournament. Yeah, predictions. <laughs> I mean, I sort of been true. conversation. Me right? too. I mean, Gosh. how fun would it be? To get, I've been to, oh. I've been to, I've been to a tournament game with old um, Nimi. You remember? Oh, Nimi Jersic. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, one man. of Fox's teams in fourteen. Yeah, in Charlotte, we went opening round against uh, Michigan State. Got beat. Charles Mann too, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Pope was there. Pope, yeah. yeah. And he's still in the league doing really good. Uh-huh. Doing really good. Man, that was a good I mean, team. Yeah, I mean, but you think about it. I mean, Tom Crean had arguably one of the best players in the NBA right now. Number one overall draft pick, right? Anthony Edwards. What is your number one overall draft pick? I have no idea. Probably. Well, at least a top five pick. Yeah. And he was atrocious. Yeah. I mean, he was atrocious. I mean, so, I mean, I, I mean, if Mike White had Anthony Edwards on this team right Ooh. now, Carlos, a tournament team, right? I think so, honestly. Oh, well, I mean, I'm maybe. giving my best Jay Billis analysis right now. That'd be right. I mean, you, you yeah. know. Yeah. Do you think we're playing too much man? <laughs> I think we're not playing enough 1-3-1. One, one. Listen, the 1-3-1 one, 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 when, one, when we play it, I know that's a little more aggressive. Oh, my God. You want the 1-3-1? One, I want the 1-3-1 one, because one, anytime we're in it, we're actually, we're actually a little more aggressive. <laughs> I know three, one, that's your Hail Mary. One, I know. One, but, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you think we need to be a little bit 1-3-1? One, one? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Do you what, think we situation? need to go full court more? <laughs> I think so. Listen, yeah, you look I at Tennessee. Press, okay, I'm yeah. not kidding. You look at Tennessee. That team right there. I mean, they're one of the best. They're like literally. They're top five. Yeah, I mean, they got a legendary coach, Rip Barnes. Man, I know. But consistent. I'm just Doesn't saying, big one, but he's good. Yeah, but man, they they press a lot. They're very very scrappy. I just don't see that out of Georgia yet. I I mean, think, we're getting there, maybe. I, but it's a culture I, thing. I think you do need to press, but I think you need to get the athletes to get in their face. And press, man. Yeah. And then I think you need to run the run sheet. Okay. I think okay. you need to push the ball. I think you need to get up a good, fast-tempo style play. Let's not slow the thing down. Think- Let's press. Let's get some turnovers. Cause some havoc. Yeah. Get some turnovers, man. And move the ball around. And That's what Tennessee And play does. fast. Play fast, Clark, right? Yeah. And I'll say, <laughs> the times I've watched Georgia basketball – this year, I just don't like the shot selection so much in some games. Uh, is it not good? I mean, if you put the graphic on there, is there a bunch of red X's instead <laughs> Sometimes, of Sometimes, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you mean? Do you think we're we're, we're shooting – we're not we're pushing – we're not being patient enough getting the ball inside more, or do you think we're taking too many long twos we're, we're, from the – Yeah, pay, long you know? twos that are d- – too early in the shot clock, right? There, right. There could be two more passes you make and you get a you get a better look, you know what I mean? But but it's like sometimes is that coaching or is that lack of experience? I think that court? may be lack of experience. You honestly. think so? And just because if good, I know that, that's not just not good vision. Mike White is not good of. vision. I mean, but yeah. you know, you do got to draw some stuff, and get some good passing lanes to get the ball inside the paint. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I mean, <laughs> we really need to talk some X's and O's on basketball more. God, this is like we are knowledgeable. Dick Vitale and Seth Greenberg <laughs> oh, having yeah. a conversation right now. Did she do Don Caru, baby? I mean, that's yeah, I mean, I do Dick feel Vitale like Clark. I mean, I, I feel like. Honestly, though, I feel like when Georgia is hot outside the perimeter, we're a good right. team. Yeah, yeah, they're good. We're but, streaky, but but when they go cold, they go, they cold. go cold quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I have oh, to man. say about it. You know, there was <laughs> God, there was one game. I mean, we scored maybe thirteen points in the second half. <laughs> you, you're not gonna beat anybody scoring thirteen or something like that. You was, know, when I'm watching oh my the basketball game, the Georgia bat. You know, my favorite thing to say what push push the push. ball. Yeah, yeah, push. Let's push it, push it, push it, push it, push it. Mm-hmm. Like, get up, you know. Mine is rebound. Rebound. Knocks them out. It. Tell you a frustrating thing in basketball for me, Clark. Oh, boy. Like, what in football, I'm trying to think of the football equivalent is in basketball is when the opposing team gets the offensive rebound. Oh, gets another board. Oh. Especially on a free throw. Like, a, no, no, no. I guess it would be a defensive rebound at that point. But, like, when your guy – is in yeah. the middle between two other right. guys sandwiched. Right, on a free throw. And, and a they're the, shot. Right, and they're the ones that get the rebound. That's not good. No, that's never a good that's thing. Not. That's not. Yeah, I mean, but that's just like, oh, so what, what's the <laughs> football equivalent of that, Clark? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 um, getting a stupid penalty on third down on yeah, defense, yeah. not getting off the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or giving up, or giving up a you know a third and fourteen, and giving up a you know a pass a long seventeen yard pass or something, mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, just a free possessions. I don't like free possessions nah. in any sport. Oh man, another opportunities. You know, so yeah. Anyway, okay. What a, what a great conversation we're having here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, all right. We're going to continue this great conversation All right, let's with go. part two t- of Mr. James Jim Jimothy Wilcox's. <laughs> There's a lot of names we have for you, Jim. Uh, part two of his question was asking about Sanford Stadium upgrades. How is that going to affect Section 108, Row 60, where we sit, right? Thankfully, right. as of now, yeah. all the renovations, all the upgrades, all that stuff is happening on the other side which would be the southwest end. The home the, side. The home side where we point to the... Uh, trumpeteer. Trumpeteer. The lone trumpeteer. To the south side of the campus. Yep. So, <laughs> anyway, Sanford <laughs> Stadium is in the process of getting new club seats. So, what they're doing is they're ripping out the old press box, um, which is actually kind of sad because that... Mm. It is a... Uh, man, it's kind of a historic place. If you ever go inside, you just... It's really old, like out of date. Like it definitely needs to be updated. Um, now it's not existent. Munson was there. Munson was. That's my point. Like, yeah, Munson was there. Think of all the the awesome calls that he had in his booth, and, it, and it's that's it's right. going to be gone as far as I know. Um, what they're doing is they're replacing those seats or that that box, uh, rather the press box with club seats. And the reasoning is, um, they. I mean, those are prime seats. I mean, if you're if you've ever had the chance to go up to the press box. Or, or right, even right above the press box um, in the 300 level. That's, that's a really good view. It's not the common man's. No, it's not. <laughs> it definitely is isn't. Now. No, no, especially what they're doing, the renovations. It's not, it's not the row 60. The row <laughs> it's 60. not the row 60 people. Maybe there is somebody out there listening. Might be. That, that might be sitting in these new 200 level club seats. We'd like an invite. Yeah, we'd like a review. Yeah. Give it to us. Anyway, um, so that's what they're doing there. And... Yeah, I mean, it's just too prime a position to not sell those seats. That's why you see right. stadiums like Mercedes-Benz, um, SoFi, all these new stadiums that they're building, they're pushing the press box away from the middle of the field and more into the corner. So uh, the new press box is actually going to sit up in the corner, far away from the action. And, okay. You know, okay. that, that kind of stinks, but um, right. it is what it is. So right. anyway, that's what they're doing up there. Nice. Uh, oh, let me let me make this note too. Speaking of press and media relations, okay. Let's shout out old Claude yeah. Felton. Let's tip a hat. Tip, tip a, a hat, hat tip man. A hat. Claude Felton. For those who don't know, he announced his retirement. <laughs> He's a DGD. Truly uh, served as Georgia's sports information director since 1970, like six or nine or something. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the reasons our players they say the right things mm-hmm. uh, in front of the press, in front mm-hmm. of the media. That's why you don't uh, see our guys giving the other team a lot of bulletin board material. Just a good uh, PR guy. Great PR great guy. Great PR, man. Just well-respected in the Georgia football community. And, just, no, Georgia athletic community, I would yeah. say. Um, so, congrats on your retirement, Mr. Claude. He, I'd, he love, a I'd love a penny for every time I'd hear. Well, you have to ask Claude about that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, new press box. Talked about that sixty-eight point five million dollar renovation in Sanford. I think this is mm. phase two. That's right. What what comes next, Adam? After phase two, I mean, surely it's not like they're going to be done forever. What do you think? If you could just throw something out there, spitballing right a now, a dome. 
<laughs> a retractable roof. Okay. Right? I mean, you shot for I the mean, moon. Yeah, that that one, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> I kind of like that, yeah. though, honestly. I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, it's the arms race of college athletic facilities, stadiums. It's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just give me a metal bleacher. Yeah. That's all I need. On row 60, Is right? the view of campus, metal bleacher, open in, leave the Sanford Stadium, the open in right there, mm. looking, gazing out at campus right there. Just don't touch it anymore. That's good. See, Adam, I, ooh, I don't know. You want to close the bad boy? I, what I'd really like to do, just hear me out, mm-hmm. is take the 300 level. I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. Take the 300 level. Right. Take it around and connect the two. Okay. Okay. But you still have an opening from where the top of the 100 level sits mm-hmm. to the bottom of where the th- the new 300 level would sit. Okay. So there's still an opening bet- beside the scoreboard. On either side. Is that going to be saying? structurally sound? I have. No, there's no I mean, way that stands. Need, no. I mean, what kind of engineering <laughs> do we need to do to make that happen? I mean, I what no kind of bracing that needs to be to make that safe and secure? Something out of this world. <laughs> that I would love be cool, it though. Though. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, anyway, <clears throat> yeah. So <clears throat> as far as it affecting us, it doesn't really. But yeah, Sanford Stadium upgrades. And then last thing we'll talk about. I think this would be a good way to end yeah, the show. Right, just quick. get fired up. Yeah, about what's on the horizon? Let's look towards 2024 in this ah, in this Georgia yes. football team. Early predictions, Adam. I'm going to okay. start with a couple of of <clears throat> ideas, thoughts that I have about this team. Maybe some things that probably shouldn't be said, but I sh- I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. The yeah. I mean, that's what we do is just say just bold <laughs> pro Georgia predictions. Yeah. I'm going to start with this one, Adam. Mm-hmm. I look at this wide receiver room. Yeah. This is definitely going to be one of the top three. I would maybe even argue the best wide receiver room, top to bottom, that we will ever see at the University of Georgia. Wow. I'm okay. serious about that. All right. There's some – look, I'm well aware of what we just lost. We lost a stud, Lad McConkey, a really good Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint. We lost Brock Bowers, and I'm going to lump best tight ends player, into this yeah. too. Oh, oh, okay. I mean – well, maybe I shouldn't. It's hard. Oh, it is hard with number nineteen and eighty four leaving. Yeah, making that. But but but, and but you, from top to bottom, from top to bottom. And you had a George yeah. Pickens at one point with those well, two guys. I don't know. Ooh, yeah. Maybe I mean well, Crow after they this. Didn't, they didn't. Pickens didn't play. That, that's what, a good point. Yeah, a couple games. That's a right. Point. That's a good point. So mm-hmm. let me start with these guys. Let me just read these names. And this is why I'm saying this. Okay. We get a we get a Ra Ra Thomas back. Correct. That's big. Yeah. I mean, uh, kids, he he proved Getting himself. Him yep. Yeah, especially later in the season. Colby Young, Miami transfer, unproven. We don't know what he's going to do at Georgia. What we have big seen guy. at Miami, he's a big guy. Get right? up and catch the ball. Exactly, right? exactly. Not Important. your not your prototypical college receiver. So that's two guys right there out on the perimeter, man. Jump balls, corner of the end zone, can elevate. Exactly. Then you get Dylan Bell. Yeah, we just nothing yeah. needs to be said about this kid. And if you don't, if you still don't, if you haven't bought in to Dylan Bell, you better get on the train or get yeah. run over. <laughs> get yeah. run over because Dylan Bell's coming, baby. Or we should say what Dabo said: buy all the stock you can and buy Dylan Bell. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Anyway, Dylan Bell, we get London Humphreys. You may be asking yes. who Vandy transfer Is he all be number eighty four. I think he should be eighty four. <laughs> or pay, uh, yeah. Or maybe we retire Lad's number. Yeah, there you go. There we you need go. to. Yeah, Humphreys will be a player, man. Humphreys I'm excited is, about and him, and he's fast. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be that burner. I remember that touchdown he scored against Georgia. <laughs> Me too. Oh, and we looked at each other like, "What the heck?" <laughs> yeah. And Rich Beck and Rich also Beck remembers that. There, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I could be wrong about this. Do we get Arian Smith back? Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure we do. I haven't heard anything about him leaving or anything. No. So, yeah, Aaron Smith is back. All three of those guys have an incredible speed amount of burners, speed, man. Okay, speed. So we burners. got we got the guys who can go up and get the job. I like how you broke this down. Thank in the you. Categories. Thank this you. is good, Clark. This yep. is good. You got the speedsters. Then you get kind of your just do it all. Your slot guys. I I don't know. Your Dominic Lovett. Yeah. You got Anthony Evans. Now Anthony Evans, young buck. He had a he had a touchdown catch in the Orange Bowl actually. Anthony yeah, Evans, I think, is going to step Passes up this the year. Test. He does. And he makes for a really good punt return. Yeah, too. he had a good return in the SEC championship. Yeah, he did. He did. So, a lot of speed there. These Dominic Lovett, man, I think he's really going to come onto the scene as well this year. You're going to see a lot of him, mm-hmm. especially in the slot. Uh, can't forget about another receiver transferring in, Michael Jackson the third USC transfer. Don't know m- much about him. Not only I've heard some good things, but, you know, yeah. unproven. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some – and then also Nitro Tuggle. He's a four-star Great freshman. Great name. Yeah. Five-star name. I mean, if that doesn't scream, I'm a wide receiver. I don't know what does. Nitro, Nitro Tuggle. Come on, Nitro. Man. Four-star freshman. Once again, we got some unproven pieces, but, man, there's a lot of good – a lot of good pieces already here, and um, I really believe in this wide receiver room. Let's not forget about Oscar Delt. Obviously, yep. he's no Brock Bowers, but he's – I think he's hungry to prove himself and to be the guy. Yes. Know? Yeah, I, I agree, man. I mean, I think he'll be guy another year playing more snaps under his belt. Veteran guy will be coming in the next year, kind of be the leader of that room mm-hmm. now, right? And then you get Lawson Lucky, who's got a year under his belt coming mm-hmm. in. So, um, shoot, man, we'll see. I mean, Pierce, Spir- yep. I mean, you know, get Sperling, him. Yeah, yeah Sperling, he's been – he was banged up a little bit last year. Mm-hmm. So, get him healthy and good to go. I mean, three guys who are just freaks, man, and and, and shouldn't be compared to number 19 because number 19 is in a class of his own. But when you take him out of the equation, you look at these guys, they're pretty dang good. And they're oh, some yeah. of the best that uh, talent in that tight end room, even without number 19 that George has ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the tip of the hat, Todd Hartwell. Yeah, agreed. Uh, last kind of bold prediction, early prediction, if you will for 2024 adam i got a freshman that i'm really excited about people also out there you may be excited about this guy too you may not have ever heard of him whatever the case may be i think sokovi white really car is this going is to be your a breakout okay, player all right now i'm not all saying right. i'm not saying this upcoming year right but i just think that's a name you should look out for okay. this guy's a three-star uh wide receiver recruit out of cartersville georgia i think he's just got a good head on the shoulders. He's got the it factor. He's got the, He's it, got the factor. it factor. Okay. I listened to an interview um, he had with somebody on YouTube, oh, and you? I'm telling you, this kid. You just like him. I just, like, just him. like All right. Hey, he, he, I, love he, that. He reminds, I love that. His demeanor kind of reminds me of Lad McConkie. Okay. And he's a three-star recruit. Yeah. So was Lad. There you go. There and you go. he wasn't we'll offered this. He wasn't offered a whole lot right. um, of different places. Right. I think Georgia was probably one of the only ones that truly gave him a serious offer. We will remember so. this on February 15th. That you stated this. Yes. It's February 15th, 2024. I yeah. like it. I Once like again, it. I don't know if he'll show out this year. He yeah. very well could. I, I hope, I hope he, he does, knows. even if he's just a punt returner or something. But um, I think that's a guy to look out for. Okay. I'm, I'm doing I'm my there. best I, I Logan Waldrop here. There you go. That's right. Just throwing right. the name right. out there, there and go. seeing if it's this. There you so. go. Well, hopefully you hit like he did on the on those oh, guys. Oh, Lad McConkey and Brock Dallas. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Oh, that's good stuff, Adam, man. any bold stuff. predictions? Shirley got something for us here. Anything that you just want to throw out there and say, I told you so. Branson, no. Mm, no, nah, I'm not going to say that. Not yet. You're going to say one I was of those gonna, I was about to. I was about to claim very out there of leading rusher. 
Wow. But I'm not ready to do that yet. Mm. I will go out on a limb and say that the – not a limb, but the most valuable player for the University of Georgia in 2024 is – I mean, obviously Carson Beck is good, but the one you think like, oh, my, who's going to have the biggest wow factor is Dylan Bell. Oh, biggest playmaker. Okay, you know the guy, the go-to guy will be Dylan Bell. I love that, Adam. That's a that's a good it's sneaky. It's kind of underrated. Yeah, I, I mean, really just like a guy. That. I mean, what he did, man, that Tennessee game and and on once he was kind of stopped rotating from wide receiver to running back. I mean, he just his growth has just been unbelievable, mm-hmm. unbelievable talent, and that's gonna be my guy this year. I love it, my guy Dylan Bell. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I think when we look back, like just absolute. Stood, yeah. the big time playmaker. When there needs to be a play made without number nineteen or eighty four there for Beck to go to, look out for eighty six. Nice, I like big it. Big third down man, Whew. Dylan Bell go up hit him football, yeah. hit him, hit him, hit him. Uh, he, big he, big time plays, man. Um, extended drives. I think we'll look back and be like, man, look at what Dylan Bell did for us to win that football game. Mm, mm. I like it. So a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of young guys, a lot of stuff to prove this year. I mean, we got to get back on top, and that's uh, supremely important. Uh, Murder's Row schedule. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It a lot will of be. new stuff coming. Woo! We're talking Clemson about. Open up. Ah, let's go. I know. Last thing. Last All thing. Right. All right. I want to I put this out there. This isn't, that that hot take. this isn't that hot of a take, but I definitely think we're going to see Carson back, at least in New York. I'm not going to yes, say he's going to win the thing. I was going to say he's going to win the thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, why not? Why not? Don't put that on. No, let's talk on wood. Let's talk on wood. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hey, you're just getting a little too excited in February. You talk about the best quarterbacks in this league right now, you can't not nah. talk about Carson. No, nah, you can't. You can't, you man. Can't. I, I'm, it, it is huge having oh. a returning starting quarterback in the SEC coming back, man. And I thought about this the other day, right quick. I, we'll end this thing. I thought about what Stetson was in 22, or 21, 21 mm-hmm. season. He was good. Mm-hmm. Good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Good quarterback. I think right. he did a lot yeah, of good, good things. Right. Really good right. things. Right. But look at his – go back and just watch what he did of in 21. Four years starting under his belt. Four yes. years starting yes. under his belt. Right. And go back and see what he did in 22 that next yeah. season. And I think we're going to see that same kind of jump Yeah. Uh, in Carson. And not saying that Carson didn't play well. I think Carson played great last year. But you want to talk about elite, just arm yeah. talent, really yeah. relying on your arm and – and Mike Bobo putting a lot of faith in Carson. This is the year he steps up in a big, big way for this team. I agree, Clark. And I mean, you think about it, national championship quarterbacks. When's the last time there's been a national championship quarterback that has was not a starter the previous year and won the national? JJ McCarthy started in 22. Yep. Veteran guy, you know, had his offense under control. He won it this year. Stetson won it. And then, <clears throat> well, I guess Stetson in 21 was the last one. But no, he started <laughs> yeah. in 20. He started the majority of That's 2020, true. so yeah, he, he Behind came back. Mathis. Yeah, yeah, even, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then I know they had the saga with JT Daniels and all that, but still, he got some time under his belt. Matt Jones got a little bit of time when Tua got hurt in mm-hmm. 19. For, so, anyway, what I'm trying to say is it is huge having a proven guy coming yeah. back, and um, especially with the talent of Carson Beck and how long he has been in the system at the University of Georgia, not only even before him having – the reins all by himself last year. Um, that you got to have that recipe, man. That that in the quarterback room, and then a strong defensive front, mm-hmm. and the skill guy. I mean, everything's there. Everything is there for a national championship, man. And depth, depth. I think is going to be even more important yeah. this year than ever before with the extended playoffs, with the murderers row schedule, out of conference in conference. When you guys coming in, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the team who wins it is going to have uh, just it's going to be depth. On both sides of the line of scrimmage and and the and the uh, 
in the um in the trenches and in the the skill position rooms. Yeah, I agree. Oh man, what a fun time! Catch that was up, good. Talk that was all. good. We needed that. We needed I needed that. that. I needed too. that. That was me good. too. That was. Good. It's been a wild. I'm telling you, wild start to the off season for both of us. Adam, you started a new job. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. So. I'm. Doing, doing some stuff. You're doing some big stuff. You're doing some big, some big stuff. stuff. So I, I apologize to everybody how we have been MIE, but we've had to get some stuff kind of going in our personal lives. Hope yeah. everybody's personal lives are going great. Miss y'all. Love y'all. Um, definitely will be doing these shows, being in touch throughout the off season. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll slow down and we can get back to that. We can start doing some good good things for G-Day. Spring practice is just going to be around the horizon, Clark. Yeah. I mean, February will be over here in a few weeks, and March kind of get into it, and then uh, G-Day in April, and uh, then it's going in the summer, then fall camp, and it'll be here before we know it. Be here before we mm-hmm. know it. But, uh, Exciting times. Um, love everybody. Thanks, everybody, again, for the support. Quick note, just wanted to add, just recent news has come out. Um, Daryl Dickey, who's the son of Doug Dickey, who was the Florida and Tennessee coach who's been an analyst past year two he is leaving the program and scott cochran um longtime alabama strength conditioning coach a guy who came over what year did he come over 2021 2020 20 i think 2020 um yeah uh, yeah 2020 is special teams coordinator first had some stuff happen but he has left the program again right now that it was a leave absence last time this time he has left the program um i think they what was the name golly I forgot. I read the name. I forgot the not guy who was being promoted to special teams um, coordinator. Can't but, remember. Um, I don't think it's anything of Scott Cochran taking another job at another school, whether it be on field or back in the strength and conditioning role. I've not heard that. Um, but, you know, that's, uh, I guess it's personal stuff going on with him. So prayers for him right now. But, hey, maybe I'm wrong and he's going somewhere else uh, to – to, to be a to be a coach, but that said, but thank you for his contributions. Was on staff when Georgia won both national championships. Been the glory years the past few years. Um, guys had a heck of a reputation doing what he's doing, and uh, just wanted wanted to add that part. But yeah. hey, Kirby Smart's always prepared, man. I mean, you know, got a guy right there waiting to get him um, <clears throat> to be the next man. Exactly. Well, good stuff, Adam. Uh, let's wrap this thing up. Put a bow. Put a bow on, on it. Yeah. Put a pin in it, baby. Yeah. Put a pin in it. What you what you Woo! thinking? What you feeling for this off season and, and going into G Day and spring and all this? I mean, what what do you have to tell the people? I mean, it's just exciting being a Georgia football fan, knowing you realistically it's not shaded glasses with your team's colors, or in our case, red and black, just shaded glasses, thinking, oh, Georgia can win a national championship this year. It used to be, and I used to do that and have yeah. be blinded by that. But now, here the past three or four years, man, even on back into that it's been realistic that georgia is one of the handful of teams that you could realistically say can win a national championship from february even looking ahead in february right now and that's exciting to know that gives you some excitement going into the season and the off season keeping up with spring football summer and uh who, who's winning spots in the spring man going into g-day then into fall camp man but uh you know, February is tough right now. Not a lot of exciting things going on as far as, you know, entertainment wise yeah, and whatnot. So um, I do look forward. I can get on uh, Georgia message boards every day, reading updates and stuff, and just getting my fix. And uh, I'm excited, Clark, to see what we come up with for shows this offseason. Oh, yeah. And hopefully we can pump some more out then um, more frequently than we have in the past, and especially since our little hiatus. And we kind of get back on the horse right here now with it. But uh, anyway, just hope everybody is having a blessed offseason so far. And uh, continue to be checking in with the Rose 60 Facebook page to see what we might have for a scheduled meetup at G-Day Clark. Yeah. 
Yeah. We're going to make it happen. Oh, it's going to happen. 100%. 100%. Well, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Clark, do you have anything else saying? Go, dogs. All right, everybody. <laughs> just. I got to. I got to. I got to. I can't yeah, just I'm go away right. for you. I was, to end I, was this just thing. Say, I was just making some notes. Okay. All okay, right. All right. All right I'm going to end this thing. Everybody get just juiced about. September, baby. Just seven <laughs> more months. Seven more months. 197 days, baby. Now, in all seriousness, everybody, I hope everybody is doing well. Enjoy the little things in life. Um, we love y'all. Be just fired up about football, man. Yeah. Fired up about everything else you got going on. And uh, till next time, go dogs, go dogs. baby. Ooh, 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 ooh.